2: Hey, welcome back, everybody. Action Sports shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Morton to Austin Lane. Casey Kurtz on a Wednesday. Daytona week. Stuart Weber down in Daytona. He'll join us in a little bit. Uh, I'll be down in Daytona tomorrow with the show and then Sunday for the 500 full race day coverage on Fox 30, including Road to Victory Lane special we do annually. That will start up at noontime on Fox 30. Our Action Sports Jacks crew uh, will have you covered. And we are, well, about a month away now from crowning a winner at the 2022 Players' Championship. I'm going to give away a couple of tickets to Wednesday at the Players here on the show today, so stay tuned for that. And right now we are joined by the vice president and executive director of the Players' Championship, Jared Rice. Did they add a title to your name like in the
1: last couple of years? God, you know, that's pretty nice of you. you just uh, Next time, I mean, is it CEO? Every time I just <laughs> call in, Fred, you just kind of add another title. I, I, I'm recording this for our human resources department. I <laughs> love it. Keep, keep feeding the ego. What is, what
2: is, do you, do people do business cards still?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all the email signature now, but uh, no, all, all good. And listen, I appreciate you giving me a few more days. You know, a month, a month would be great. We're, uh, and I know you're talking figuratively. We're, we're, we're at 19 days, so the the countdown is is firmly on. And uh, yeah, it, it's we closed the golf course on on Sunday. So right now, the only uh, people that play the stadium course are those players that are eligible for the for the players in 2022. So it's uh, it's a pretty neat time out here to see the the course really undisturbed, other than those few players kind of coming through. And uh, it's just one more uh, one more one more thing on our agenda. Uh, our calendar that
2: means uh, players right around the corner. what uh, what hap- how many players will play in the next couple of weeks? do you I mean, I know you're not sitting there like at seventeen counting, but do you, do you see a lot of, of of players come get some rounds in, especially uh, during that more quiet time where they can maybe practice a little bit more go at their own pace?
1: Uh, you're right. I don't. I, I I don't do that. That's not why I have the VP title. But um, no, <laughs> I, I do not. VP of but seventeen. All aside, exactly. <laughs> all, all kidding aside, you know what's been interesting is with the elevation of the of the of the championship of, over the last four or five years, seeing more players come in and grab a practice round on their way back from Genesis, which is this week out in Los Angeles, kind of working it into the Florida swing between. Um, Obviously, Honda and, and API, uh, You know, I, I would say probably a dozen guys, and yeah, you know, we have some locals, so that's probably pretty obvious. But um, the non locals uh, within Florida and those that are again going to maybe a Honda or API will will fly through Jax for a day and try to get around or some practice in. So. Uh, that's, that's, been, that's been pretty neat to see.
2: 19 days to go until the Players' Championship 2022. I feel like a little more back-to-normal Players' Championship. What's on your checklist of, uh, of of 19 days away?
1: Well, we were a uh, big staff meeting today, so um, we were we were well into the weeds, um, although we don't have those out here. We've got a beautiful course. It's looking, <laughs> again, fantastic. But we are, we are well into the details. And one of the things we were spending a lot of time talking about was – uh, how to get here, reminding fans that, um, again, we've, uh, ticket sales that we're seeing, the, the pace of those has been fantastic. Um, parking sales have been going very, very well. So people are listening to that. And again, I, I would say, um, it, it's, you know, we have a, we have a hundred and eighty thousand square foot, um, global home for the PGA tour, um, that was previously in a parking lot. We have physically less parking, uh, rideshare is challenged as an industry right now. Um, so make your plans. If you're going to arrange a ride or a private car, make those calls early. We have downtown shuttle services that are happening. We do, we are starting to see some, uh, uh, you know, some, some limitations on parking. It's going pretty quick on Friday. So really think about how you're going to get here. Um, and uh, you know we're certainly seeing signs of again what what inventory we have getting getting gobbled
2: up. Yeah, we heard that about the parking, so really get your parking in order uh, because that is also a sign, by the way, that we're kind of feel a little back to normal. There's going to be some folks out there, and, and we love that. That's great, but uh, that is is what we're hearing. And obviously, Jared's telling you uh, there are multiple ways to to get the parking and to get to the course, but um, that will be gobbled up. It's interesting you just said like I didn't ride share challenged. Um, right now? Is it from as many people working? I I didn't, I'm not in tune with that as well as you are.
1: Yeah. Just what we've heard from rideshare companies like, um, you know, Lyft and Uber that there is, um, you know, there's just less drivers in their system. So they are pushing out um, requests to drivers in um, South Georgia, even Central Florida to come up, but they're just seeing less you know, cars available in their system. So yes, we will have cars, we have a ride share program, we have a ride share entrance, all those things are, are, are still happening. It's just the the difference for those uh, those industries are they have <laughs> overall, in um, the course of the last 18 months, less people that are driving. So if you've just assumed, oh yeah, I can, you know, get, get a car in, in 30 seconds when I'm in Riverside, don't assume that. And, uh, like, again, uh, plan accordingly. We have we have opened up some more. If you're able to uh, get out to the beach and know a friend or make a new one, um, we do have some expanded parking for golf carts and bikes. Uh, so, again, uh, website's a great resource for that, but really give some thought to how you're going to get here. Uh,
2: in the years past, you guys have opened up the shop to the public, the uh, pro shop, which is my favorite spot other than the golf course, uh, and spent some money to even before the tournament. Is that the plan once again this year?
1: Yeah, so we're, do- thanks for bringing that up. On uh, March 5th and 6th, we'll be having our opening weekend. So uh, come out, it's 33,000 square foot fan shops, so bigger than we were in uh, 2020. Uh, we've got some great new products, great new uh, licensing partners, um, so new designs. Uh, you know spring (laughs) you know spring designs and uh warmer weather stuff and of course we've got plenty of outerwear but if you you want to have the best selection uh some great new headwear uh, come out early make sure you get what you want uh, and then obviously wear it during tournament week so uh, march 5th and 6th uh, come on out uh, and and check out the fan shop and all that we've got going on there
2: That's a cool deal, too, before they sell out of some of the things during tournament uh, week. It's a good idea. Do you keep track of, like, uh, who spent the most, and am I in the Hall of Fame? And that shop,
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I'll tell you, um, there we do. We we have those per caps, and among media members, you are you are in the top three for many reasons. But that's <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> That that is definitely one of them. Uh, so you, we, we appreciate that.
2: You're just starting to get commitments. Um, I'll really put you on the spot. You expect Bryson DeChambeau to commit? <laughs>
1: Um, you know, I think if anybody who is, who is, who is healthy is, is going to play. Um, and that's what we've just come to expect. So, um, you know, I know that uh, there's, there's certainly a lot of commentary, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the, uh, media right now. And, um, you know, Bryson's comments kind of have to stand for themselves. But, um, you know, our position for anybody, whether it's, you know, Tiger, who is, uh, you know, certainly qualified, but, um, and you know, know that he's hosting this week. Um, you know, we expect if the player qualifies and is healthy that they're going
2: to be here. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jared Rice with us, uh, Vice President, Executive Director, Players' Championship. Uh, joins us 19 days away uh, from the Players' Championship. I- internally, you've talked about this a, a lot uh, from a player's standpoint. The Rory McIlroy's win it. They talk about Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler. I mean, Ricky Fowler, honestly, I thought would have so many more wins by now in prestigious events. I mean, this is his crowning achievement uh, in his career uh, you know, it, I felt like when I first got to town. Not that you had to probably sell it to the players at times, but um, it, it, at times, you were defending the, its place. Not you specifically, or we were defending its place. I feel like this, like the modern player. When did that change? Like it's like it's their event. Like they want to win it. They know the prestige it comes with. They 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 respond like Rory and Justin and Ricky. Uh, do instead of the conversations maybe of old, where you were even wondering if Lee Westwood was going to play in the event or something like that
1: you''re, you're, you're spot on, and I think um, you know you just, then you really do look back to the the players themselves and their comments. Um, when you hear Justin talking about this is one that I wanted, um I want to see my name on that trophy. you see you hear Rory saying, Um, I'm taking it more seriously. I learned how to play here. I matured, and I wanted to make sure that I, you know, go. I I knew this is something I needed to get in the Hall of Fame and cement my career. Those are the types of comments. Um, Even Webb Simpson, when he won, said, uh, you know, this was a a crowning achievement for him and propelled him to, you know, of course, he's been a little injured lately, but, um, you know, quite a run for about 18 months that, you're, you're spot on. I think that um, you know the, the players just really understand that this is you know the home of the PGA Tour. Uh, it's, a, it's a member organization, and uh, you know they, they have a tremendous respect for the for the tournament and um, what it can mean for their career. Um, but certainly have uh, ha- had seen that some of that narrative uh, change in the last handful of years. And uh, uh, lo- love that Justin thinks that way. And looking forward to him maybe being the first to repeat.
2: Yeah, pretty crazy. It huh? shows you the golf course, shows you this event. That's what makes it beautiful in so many respects. So hard to do that and uh, open to anybody's game. Doesn't favor one game. Everybody knows how the course is a star, okay. and and that will be the case coming up in 19 days. All right, let me let's leave you with this. We didn't do a prep show meeting, and so I'll probably put you on the spot here. And I don't know really the answer to this, and maybe I should. But somebody asked me this, so I'll give you time to get yourself ready. As I keep prolonging this question, uh, a couple of years ago. I remember we were really promoting and pushing every shot live. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that still a thing? Are, are you guys showing most shots live on, on some of the, whether it's uh, not necessarily on TV, I'm saying on the apps and, and everywhere else? Is, sure. is that still part of it at the players? Um, because amidst COVID and everything else, I, I've kind of lost track of that.
1: Great question. I thought you're going to have me pick a caller for the uh, Wednesday ticket. So no, 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 really, no. <laughs> no kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think um, it is, so. It's a great question, and um, our broadcast partners are NBC in Golf, yeah. uh, Golf Channel, that is. So that's where you'll get your live, you know, cable and network coverage. Uh, starting in 2022, we moved our streaming partnership to ESPN Plus. So um, what that means is that on ESPN Plus. Uh, there will be four featured groups um, on that production, okay, every day, and so um, you'll be able to. And, and again, it's an enhanced, uh, you know, uh, streaming product with stats, facts, and figures all through ESPN Plus um, up until our broadcast windows start on NBC and Golf, which is uh, around noontime on Thursday and Friday, and uh, one o'clock on Saturday, Sunday on espn plus you will be able to see um all other players play so it's the traditional um, every shot live by description during um that period of time so okay. um it's a couple of different you know it's again it's it's there's um you know uh, new augmented reality products and a number of new things that are that are coming into our uh our streaming product but Um, that's really the breakdown in terms of ESPN Plus, Golf Channel, and and
2: NBC. All right, good deal. Yeah, and they do a great job with that uh, on the ESPN Plus side um, from right here in in town uh, is where all that stuff originates as well. Jared Rice, uh, good to catch up, man. We'll do it again. Uh, And and here on the show today, we're going to give away a couple tickets. We won't make you do that, though. Uh, You can be a friend of everybody's.
1: (laughs) I appreciate it. Thanks so much. (laughs)
2: You bet, man. Good luck. Uh, 19 days to go until the Players' Championship. That's Jared Rice. and, And, again, coming up, we will give away... Uh, some tickets to the players' Wednesdays are round in addition. So they go, ESPN Plus. That's another reason why you should steal my login. No, so you can see every shot.
3: Been ahead of that, yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> and by the way, if and you did watch that. ESPN Plus last night, you saw the Ospreys Man, beat Liberty. What a game. I watched. I did, too. I was, well, I was at the baseball game, I caught the end of it. I mean, that's a heck of a win. Like, I, I don't... I, I told you this yesterday, and I said it to Driscoll when we had him on. Matthew Driscoll, UNF coach, and I'm biased. I love Driscoll. He's a really good dude. He's, he's been really good to us over the years. He's done a heck of a job. I just think he's like the perfect guy for that job. There are a lot of things involved in that job that probably the, even the public don't know. It's not a bad things necessarily. It's just it's a different job in a lot of ways, and he's the perfect guy. And I always say that, and I believe that. And I think it's going to be really challenging for the next person. Right. Um, and, and they'll continue to grow it in, in the right way and, and maybe make it less challenging because they're making improvements left and right and, and doing some things. But again, he's the perfect job, uh, guy for the job. And I think he really, this might they, they took a team, they had a team, I think that was like the last seed, and they went into the championship game one year early on in his career. Maybe he started this thing from scratch. And so they made a run into the championship game of the A Sun. A tournament. Hmm. Obviously, they made the NCAA tournament, uh, so that was heck of a year. They've they've made it to the NIT. They, he's had, he's done a tremendous job all across the board. I think you can make the case like this is his his best stretch. Yeah. I mean, they, he's coaching the heck out of this team. They don't have their two top guys. Some of the the execution and the switching. Uh, like last night, they switched to the zone, and they, it was the right call at the right time. And Some of those things, like the real coaching X's and O stuff, I just think he's been, him and his staff have been really good, and he's getting the most out of this team. And that's all you can ask a coach to do, I think, get the most out of this team. They're gutsy, they're gritty, they play defense, they play hard, and they've won four out of five. Yeah. And they're doing it with two guys. I'm telling you, the two guys are not. They don't have. It's legit. Like they are legit guys. They are legit players. They would elevate this team. Mm-hmm. And they just haven't had them like a lot of the year, especially in conference play. It was a hell of a win you against know, Liberty.
3: It was a huge win, and it makes you appreciate. You know, when we had Coach on yesterday, how we talked about. You know, when I asked him, do you approach this as the underdog or do you approach this more as just if you take care of what you're supposed to do, you're going to win the game, you know, and he went with the latter. I mean, uh, I, I loved it. That, that's going to stick with me forever, how we compared David and Goliath. And he said, you know, I said the fact that, you know, David was this small dude who um, pulled off the upset. It was the fact that David spent so many times, so many years practicing his skill, honing his craft, and then slaying Goliath because he was confident in his abilities. And you saw that last night with UNF. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, hey, I don't want to do golf picks right yet. We'll
2: do golf picks in, in um, about a half hour. But how we're going to give away the tickets. Just kind of made this up. Give away the tickets to the Players' Championship on a Wednesday. Is We're going to invite somebody to play against us in golf picks. And all that person has to do is beat one of us. And by the way, they'll probably Wait. get the tickets even if they don't. But let's—they gotta at least put it on there. Yep. So, so w- they really won't get the tickets until like Monday. Oh, so the one of their players has to do better than us. Yes. Okay. Just one, one of us. Gotcha. Like you can pick some guy that nobody's ever heard of, which you probably will. What are gonna do? And uh, you know they can pick John Rom. Okay. And and that's fine. So you gotta play against us, and uh, that uh, that will be how you get the tickets. So you really won't find out until like Sunday. Okay. But uh, we'll we'll do that coming up in just a little bit. So uh, start doing your research, folks, and and you can call in and play against us uh, in a little bit, or maybe even just on online uh, with uh, social media. Quick thought on: uh, we did ten minutes of wrestling yesterday, so here's more golf. Um, did you see the seriously the Bryson DeChambeau stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, where it, what's the la- is there just momentum that he's going to go to the Saudi League? Yeah, just momentum. Yeah. Uh, the Saudi league that Greg Norman started, basically, they're throwing a bunch of money at guys. Phil Mickelson has, has talked about it, going over there, chasing the dollar. Uh, now Bryson DeChambeau in the mix. Well,
3: this is why they didn't play at Pebble Beach, right?
4: Yes, that was yeah. the first event on it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and so, and some of,
2: there's a lot of other players on the PGA Tour, like, it's, we ain't going go. This is the real league. Mm-hmm. This is the real tour. This is the one. This is the one I'm loyal to. I'm not going to chase the money. Uh, I think even the – I think I saw a quote from Rory McIlroy today when asked about it. He said something like, you mean like the not-so-super league? <laughs> like that was his quote, I think. Burn. And so it's very interesting right now in in golf in that perspective. I don't think it's a big threat to the PGA Tour. I think the Tour is just such a monster. But on the – Hoffman, like, really went after the Tour the other day, which was ill-advised. He's the one that looked like an idiot doing that, in my opinion. Uh But um, just some really interesting stuff going on in golf, and you don't know how it's going to shake out. Again, I think the Tour is safe. I think they really do a heck of a job. I think they're so global and bigger than ever before that I don't think they're going anywhere. They have star power. And quite frankly, Casey, you tell me. But I'm not really sure they need Bryson DeChambeau.
4: They don't, and that's that's your point. Like, even if the P, like, let's say Bryson and four other young, talented players leave, they still have Justin Thomas and they still have John Rahm. So, like, in the immediate, yeah, you'd be like, oh, Bryson left, that's kind of sad. And then at this time next year, we'll be like, oh, forgot about Bryson. I forgot he's still golfing in a different league. So, no, the PGA Tour really doesn't need Bryson or. They could lose 10 to 20 guys and probably be fine. Colin Morikawa talked about they approached him for a lot of money. That would hurt the PGA Tour because he's so good and so young. But, yeah, I think the, I think the PGA Tour is going to be all right, even if they do lose a couple of guys. Um, and inevitably, somebody will go. I mean, if the money's green, green.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, listen, If
4: they might be able to
2: pick off a star. To, I mean, Bryson would be a good star to pick off if I was, if I was a new league. I, yeah. I, I get it. Like, I understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the ball travels in Saudi Arabia or in, in, that, in that league. I'm not sure uh, the course is there. But I, I think what you just said is interesting. It's not one. Like, it's not like the Tiger effect. Phil's mm-hmm. too old, so who cares? Um, you'd have to take, like, five to seven to eight to ten of the premier players, or, or that, at least in that A-list category. I just don't see that
3: happening. Who would be the biggest name if they were to poach somebody?
2: I still think Rory is the biggest name, uh, even more than Justin Thomas. I, I, I'm, Rory's game might not be near everybody else. He's still, to me, the mega star of really the world of golf out, outside of Tiger.
4: I think if you're the PGA Tour and, you're, and there's whoever's making these decisions and you sit down in a room, the names that come up that you don't want to lose are Colin Morikawa because he's already won two majors and he's 20-something, 22, or 23. Victor Hovland appears to be really good and he's European, so you want to keep him, and then I think Justin Thomas. Those would be the three that you have to okay. like we're not letting these guys go. Maybe put Brooks Kepka in there because yeah, he'll just sort of polarizing.
2: That's it. Because you need the polarizing guy, yeah. right? And I mean, but we already had the like D Shambo Kepka thing was great. The tour won out on that. Yeah. The Saudi yeah, league funny. isn't getting that. You know, but Kepka I think actually has value to the tour. I really
4: do. Yeah. He yeah. he's got to be in that little window. But to your point about Phil If Phil leaves and goes, I don't think anybody would be too upset about that because what does Phil have left to accomplish? He's not going to win the U.S. Open. He will kill his chances to ever win the U.S. Open if he does leave. But what does Phil really have to gain other than winning Champions Tour events, which he can't do? And if they're going to pay you a ton of money to go over there and finish 30th, that's no shot at Phil, but do it. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, no, I I can see why a guy like Phil. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he's exhausted almost everything that he can do, even by winning the major last year. You know, I mean, what else is he going to do? I agree with that. Uh, And like, I don't know if he needs the money, quite frankly. Like, so you don't have to do that. Yeah. But I understand why, like, it might be a bit of an appeal. Um, I just like, you know, one thing about the tours, they always have kept things very close to the vest. They never really let their business get out there. And whether guys are getting suspended or fined or it's very quiet. Like like in the NFL, you know, if a guy got fined, like on the next Tuesday, right? Mm -hmm. They don't do that on the tours. And so I really wonder over the years how much they've had a lot of these players back in a lot of that stuff. And I wonder if they feel a little sense of disloyalty in that sense. Like, I think Tiger always, by the way, feels indebted to even here at the Players' Championship in the Tour because of how they helped him through some of his stuff. Like, I, I they, they never, like, dismissed him. Mm-hmm. I think there's an underbelly there. And I wonder, you know, Phil's had some stuff yeah. over the years. Like, how much did they... I'm not saying protect, but at least have his back as much as they could.
4: I don't know. Like, yeah, they don't really put anybody out to figure it out yourself. You're right,
2: you know? Um, so that, that part's always interesting to me because it feels like they've been very loyal to the player, and all of a sudden you're starting to get a little disloyalty. Uh, and, and I can't get off this part about the tour. Tiger made everybody so much richer. Mm-hmm. And the tour and the purses and everything else and golf in general. And I feel like, in a way, guys like Hoffman who hammer the tour are actually hammering what Tiger built. Because as much as the tour's built it, Tiger's kind of built it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, from at least an economic standpoint. Like he changed the game economically for the golfer all across the world, but especially on the PGA tour. Charlie Hoffman shooting 78 and cashing a check for still 100 grand or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just for making the cut. So. Uh, anyway, interesting stuff. Love we'll some golf picks a little bit later on. We go to Daytona coming up after this and still have a couple of football topics we want to get to. Football 5 will be on the way as well. Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690.
3: If I am the Broncos, I am getting on the phone with the Packers, say, tell me what it's going to take. Because really, if it's two or three first-round picks, it doesn't matter. Aaron Rodgers could play for the next five years. Once I find out what that is, I'm going to get really comfortable with plan B in terms of if I can't get this deal done, and I'm hoping I can, I have to go to the combine knowing, hey, is it Ryan Fitzpatrick? Is it Jameis Winston? And then evaluating the quarterbacks at the same time in the draft. So I'm all in on getting Aaron Rodgers, but I'm trying to get my organization, the owner, my new head coach, really comfortable with plan B just in case we can't get Rodgers in a trade.
2: The likelihood uh, Rodgers ends up in Denver is... The betting favorite? <sighs> yeah, I think so. Even yeah. more than playing in
3: Green Bay? Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely. You, you really don't think he's playing in Green Bay?
3: No. They're the rebuilding. Now, there have been reports they're going to go all in this year, like they did with Drew Brees, to try to keep him uh, to stay. But Salary cap, I mean, yeah, it's a myth, but you still have to kind of abide by it a little bit. And they are far over the Salary yeah, cap. Yeah, if, right if now.
2: you're really up against it, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Brent Martin, no. Austin Lane, Casey, Kurtz, Stewart, Weber stops by, fresh back from Daytona. Before Daytona, talk a little bit. I got, I do have a football question. Um, okay. We can only, we can't go like an hour without talking football. And we talked about like golf that. in the last segment, so I And that. even a little Osprey basketball. And then we're going to go to Daytona. We're going to make our golf pick, so mm-hmm. I can't go an hour. Mm-hmm. But on the uh, YouTube feed, Zamar says Kyle Hamilton and Cisco are two ball hawks that would love playing against passing teams. Would dominate, and it brings me to this. There's a small belief by me that Kyle Hamilton might be the best player in this draft. I'm not convinced of it yet, Mm -hmm. but I think he is right up there. Who would you say is the best player in the draft? Because keep in mind, the best player doesn't always go number one. That's my point. Yeah. Right? Is it Thibodeau? Is it Hutchinson? Is it Neal? Is it Hamilton? I mean, I think he can make a play for the best football player. Like, I really love N'Kobe Dean. Like, I love him. I think he's going to be, I think he's great. Uh, I think he ends up being a top 10, top 12 pick, get out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I'm talking about the best player regardless of position, not the value of position. And Kyle Hamilton might be the guy.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think you make a case for Evan Neal. You can, yeah. Um, it, it could be Hamilton, but let me ask you this, though. He plays a position of safety, and I get it. Like, if you – I watched a couple games. I mean, the Wisconsin game, he absolutely tore it apart. But in terms of the safety position, how many game-wrecking safeties are, are out there right now where it's like he has a direct influence on his team? Because we thought Jamal Adams was going to be that for the Seahawks, and, yeah, he did okay, but it wasn't like he changed the Seahawks' defense around. He didn't really do it as much as I think he had. Plan- everybody had planned him. And I- and I just saw Eric Weddle have a nice vacation, come back and be a difference maker to the Rams.
2: Yeah, fair, fair enough. No, um, I'm, I'm asking. I mean, who would give me? Well, I do think of, like, some of the top safeties. Let's just say this guy's in that kind of class. Okay, and, and you think of, um, I mean, even over the la- recent memory, Matthew has has made major impact. You go back sure. to the Palomalos of the world who made major impact. Uh, you go to Ed Reed who made major impact, right? Like major, major impact. And so you have, uh, I think, uh, even a lot of people sleep on this guy out in Arizona. But Buddha Baker is considered a, an unbelievable player, and maybe their best player. On that side of the ball, yeah. And so I, I do think, I, I get it. I mean, but the, the reason I bring it up is if, if you don't have blue chip players, screw the value chart and go get blue chip players. No, Even I if agree. You're Jacksonville, like, is you know the Rams just bucked the trend and traded all the picks away. Maybe the Jags should buck the trend and pick the best damn player in the NFL draft and not just one that has quarterback, left tackle, uh, or, or d- defensive end. In yeah. front of it. I was going to say, I'll,
0: I'll throw a uh, a less attractive position, as it were. How about a national champion in Jordan Davis? Talking about the yep. the big defensive Nomative. tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs.
2: Yeah, and I don't know. He's lost a little bit of luster, it feels like, in the last—even
3: during well, that run. Well, because the guy from A&M, though, too, I think is supposed to be really yeah. good. I think with the safety position, like, for instance, like, it's deba- I think it's between Kevin Beard and Jordan Poyer as the best safeties this year. I mean, they're both first-team All-Pros. How much of a difference did they make in the playoffs? Like, how, how much were we calling their names? Yeah, I feel like I heard Poyer's name a little bit. A but, little bit, but, but you still yeah, gave a couple of points to the Kansas City Chiefs. I hear you. Yeah.
2: I, but I guess, but are we really calling, we're not calling the name Evan Neal out either. Yet we're, we really magnify that I position. I mean,
3: but we, we called out Tristan Wirfs' name. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It might be right. I, I did see recently in a mock draft somebody, I can't remember who, but that... uh that I think so, I saw Kyle Hamilton as high as number two to the Lions.
3: Yeah. And I was like, okay. Well, if, if somebody if, can get him at
2: number two, then you can get him at number one. Sure.
3: No, I mean, listen, if you think he's the next reincarnation of Troy Palomalu or, or Reed, then by all means, draft him at number one. I'm just saying, in terms of positions in the NFL,
0: you know, how much influence can he truly have on your team if you take him at number one? Yeah. Well, and he missed the last six games with a knee injury, so he's a bulky guy. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he's good. He's ready. <laughs> Hit the bulky buzzer, man. Get, get it ready for yeah, a yeah. mock. So,
2: anyway, I just, I, I do, we get so locked into these, like, these vacuums, you know, and, and the draft is certainly that way. Mm-hmm. But I wonder, again, we're seeing all these people, you know, every, uh, nine out of ten GMs would have taken the mm-hmm. Penny Sewell instead of Jamar Chase last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're seeing people buck the system, and, and it work. The Rams, nobody would do what the Rams did. Nobody's done it. Get rid of every pick.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and it's worked. So maybe the Jags should try something a little different, be a little bold, and go get, like, a really good player. They did For a sure.
0: two-tone helmet. Does that count? That was very bold. <laughs> doesn't get much bolder than that. So
2: bold. All right, man. Daytona 500 week is here. How was it down there today?
0: It was good. It was. It's always a, a beautiful thing to go go trackside and uh, get back to the world center of racing. Uh, it was great having... Uh, a real live in-person media day that, you know, we've been missed. We missed that out on last year. Uh, we didn't get a chance to do that. So I uh, had the guys walk in the red carpet again in front of the Harley J Earl trophy. Of course, winner of the Daytona 500 brings that bad boy home. So, yeah, it, it was nice to, to talk with some of the drivers about the big topics heading into Speed Week 2022.
2: Well, next gen car is the biggest topic. How did it perform and how will it perform here at Daytona? That is the
0: big question, right? Everybody wants to know what is this next-gen car going to look like in a real race? Because, let's be honest, a quarter-mile exhibition showdown inside the L.A. Coliseum is not a great indicator for what we're going to see week in and week out uh, throughout the course of the NASCAR season. It was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it immensely. It was such a cool environment and such a cool atmosphere uh, to to be out there in Los Angeles for that race. But, yeah, uh, we really won't find out until... Honestly, we'll find out a little bit tomorrow with the, the duels on Thursday night. But at the same time, here's the funny thing with this with this new next-gen car. Everybody is low on parts as far as uh, assembling these cars is concerned. So not every team has a backup car in the hauler right now. Why are they low on parts? Huh? So Supply chain? Yeah. So par- Partially with supply chain. But w- the way they're doing this with this new next-gen car it's essentially a, a kit car, to where every NASCAR team is getting their parts from the same manufacturers. So you're not building your own parts; yep. you're buying each individual piece. One of the drivers today referred to it as a 1,600-piece Lego set. <laughs> you know, you're, you're getting a suspension, you're getting an engine, you're getting the tires, you're getting everything from. It's each, like Boy Scouts. Yeah, each specific group, and then you're putting it together. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Part of the problem is that. They haven't really gotten to the point where everyone has, you know, every team would love to have four or five sets, sets yeah. for each car. Well, they're not quite there yet. Um, so maybe you're talking about, say, you know, Penske's got, you know, three cars. Maybe they have the three cars and one backup in the hauler or two backups in the hauler uh, for those three cars, and then you just throw whatever wrap you have to throw on it for whichever car it is. So that's that's an interesting thing when yeah. you're talking about the duels on Thursday. Uh, Because if you're already locked into the race, and based on the charter system, 36 cars are automatically in. It's six cars fighting for four spots. Those are the small, underfunded teams, and the the Money Mayweather team, for example, uh, one of those I teams. I don't know. Floyd's, Floyd's got a team. We'll get to that in a second. Oh, I can't wait! Um, what a tease! What a tease! <laughs> what there. A tease. Um, what a tease! But, <laughs> you know, you're, you're talking about these these teams that are already locked in. You're going to drive maybe a little more conservatively, True. so you won't get the full sense of what the pack racing will look like because they're not going to be hitting uh, hitting the back, you know, bumper of the guy in front of them quite as hard, knowing that. We don't want to wreck these yeah, yeah. quite yet.
2: Yeah, they got to save it for Sunday. Yeah, um, But it is the beauty of the next-gen car. It puts everything on an even playing field and not having power teams like we've seen. I mean, it was just a couple years ago we were down there. We see Gibbs go 1-2-3 or 1-2-4 mm-hmm. or whatever it was in Daytona. So uh, that's kind of the nice part of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Daytona is normally a track where anybody can win, right? Just yep. look at last February. Michael McDowell comes out of nowhere with Front Row Motorsports, and he goes and gets the win because of the, you know, the last-lap wreck. Uh, happening in front of them with Logano and Kozlowski. and there are a lot of teams out there right now that are kind of seeing that. Hey, this is a good time to get into NASCAR's top series, the Cup Series, because of everything is set. I mean, you're talk. I was talking about how you're getting these individual pieces. You don't need to have the resources of a Hendrick or a Gibbs to be able to, you know, mill down these parts and manufacture everything to the one thousandth centimeter and get it as fast as possible and spend all this time on R&D because everything has to stay the same as when you get it from those manufacturers. They're requiring you to, to keep it more stock, as it were. So that's why you're talking about teams like Colleg Racing, who has been successful in the Xfinity Series. They're bumping up into the Cup Series and, and giving it a go against the big dogs. You're talking about the money team. Money, I think it's like Money Team Motorsports. Love it. So uh, Floyd Mayweather, yep. uh, the latest celebrity owner of a NASCAR Cup Series team. Of course, uh, last year you had 2311, where mm-hmm. Michael Jordan joined forces with Denny Hamlin. You've got Pitbull yep. uh, joining forces with Justin Marks, an established NASCAR guy to make Trackhouse, which, by the way, they add a second car this year. So uh, both of those teams add second cars this year. Do they have a driver for the second car? Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, do you, who is it? For the Trackhouse racing? No, yeah, for for the... Pitbull yeah, team pit number team.
0: one, uh, Ross Chastain, the okay. Watermelon Man.
3: Okay, is is he balding? No. Is he divorced? I don't think he's driving a minivan. Does he drive a minivan? I don't
0: think interesting. so. Interesting.
3: Pitbull outside the box a I little, little bit, bit with this one.
0: Okay, please continue. Well, his other drivers, Daniel Suarez. I don't think he's any of those things. No, nah, I mean we'll see. Okay. Well, anyhow, Ross Chastain, watermelon farmer from yeah. uh, Central Florida. He's a watermelon farmer from Central Florida. Yeah, his family owns a giant watermelon farm. You, know, you got a farm? You don't got a farm water? What are they doing? They're not running wild. You're a watermelon planter. You're not farming anything.
3: You're, you're, I'm kidding. You're farming. Ahead. What? Yeah, it's, I know. Okay. I know uh, yeah, anyhow, yeah. The,
0: and and so the latest, uh, the latest celebrity entry. Farm bees. The, no. The, you don't mind. The, uh, <laughs> uh, the latest celebrity entry, uh, Floyd Money Mayweather. How many yeah. wins does uh, Floyd Mayweather have? Uh, 50. Forty-nine well, or is he 50? I can't remember. I think it's you should so probably 50. check out the number 50 car on oh, the track 50. this there year. There it is. There it uh, is. There it is. Uh, by the way, the, the main sponsor on the car is Pit Viper. Huh. Those really uh, loud sunglasses. Oh, the sunglasses. The yeah, sunglasses yeah, yeah. from Pit Viper.
3: There's so enough of
0: those that... <laughs> hey, I mean, or you, not? Th- not yeah, you, you know what they are, right? M- yeah. Marcel's got a pair of those. Of course he does. Yeah. Course. You look at uh, you look yeah, at some of the sponsors of NASCAR. Yeah. You don't you don't have to necessarily sell a lot, and maybe that's the point, right? You yeah. want to sell more, so I throw it on the number fifty car because when it inevitably wrecks, you're going to know exactly where it is. By the way, the paint scheme like, on that car is a box, legit, it's wild.
3: So, now, as far as the driver is concerned, sure. like, is this is the driver like? You know, is he
0: polarizing? I mean, kind of like a la Floyd Mayweather? No, he's a he's a young guy, so it's Kaz Gralla He's not a full-time driver. Okay. By the way, the the number 50 car is not running full-time this year.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Uh,
0: they're going to run select races and hope to make it into the Daytona 500 because they're not locked in. Yeah, yeah. So they have to uh, make their way in through the duels on Thursday night. Uh, Kaz Grala actually won the trucks race when he was 18 years old, uh, like four years ago. At so, Daytona. At Daytona. So he's yeah. actually got some, you know, Victory experience at Daytona, and they're putting him in this number 50 car for Floyd Money Mayweather. Cool. Who, by the way, sweet
2: for his entourage. I was going to say, uh,
0: Kaz said today when I was interviewing him, he said, uh, the, the rumor is if we qualify and we make it to the 500, Floyd's going to be here, here on he Sunday. You would have to be, right? You got yeah. to come check it out. Uh, so so storylines li- story abound. Uh, so many of them we are going to get into Sunday, uh, noon. Fox 30, the road to victory lane. Yeah. You know who to watch for your pre-race coverage as, as we go over all the exciting storylines of Daytona and get it ready.
3: I, I love Floyd being in NASCAR now because it's, it's going to keep Kyle Busch honest. Let's, let's, let's keep the the pushing and stuff to a minimum because <laughs> yeah, you're going to have Floyd so and his entourage so coming at you, Kyle. Let's see how much you can hand yourself then, Kyle Busch.
0: <laughs> you don't see too many car owners getting involved in the scrums well, down hey, on the track. You don't Floyd's getting involved? No, you will now. Yeah. Do you, do
3: you remember the Conor McGregor press conferences? Yeah, okay, you'll, you'll get in okay. there. I think
2: it's really awesome for NASCAR to have these guys involved, though, right? It's a good oh Deployed to, to others. Yeah, Michael uh, Jordan. Jordan, yeah. of course, yeah. yeah. So, uh, it's good. Hang around with us, uh, Weber, if you'd like. Uh, we'll be down in Daytona, by the way, again tomorrow with the show, 3 o'clock, uh, down at the Speedway, the duels tomorrow night, and then full coverage all weekend long. Uh, Stuart will have a report from Daytona tonight on CBS 47 and Fox 30 as well. We'll be right back.
1: As it goes to the Saudi stuff, like, I'm, I'm all for the PJ Tour. You know, I, look, I, I've done this. I've I've been a pro for two and a half years. My entire life, I've thought about the PGA Tour. I've thought about playing against Tiger, beating his records, whatever, you know,
4: some that might not even be breakable. But I've never had another thought of what's, what's out there. Right? I've never thought about anything else like it's always been the PGA Tour and, and has it opened up things for, for us as professional golfers to open up you know, things for the PGA Tour to look at what to do better? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen a lot of changes, some good, some bad, some that are still going to be amended, I'm sure as time goes on. But right now, I mean, you look at the best players you know, that I see and they're all sticking with the PGA Tour and that's where I, I kind of stay and that's where I belong.
2: That must have been Colin
4: Morikow. It must have been.
2: (laughs) That was total deduction. I'm not familiar with Colin's voice to that degree, but I know he was the one talking on it recently. So that's him. The goat. Interesting to see that play out. Uh, There's a bunch of interesting stuff in sports, Major League Baseball. When the heck are we going to start it? Um, (laughs) Looking like it's delayed more and more. Uh, as each day goes by. It is actually delayed more and more as each day goes by. Uh, all right, let's get our golf picks in. Casey, tell us all about it. Here's a... It's the first thing that happens. Either somebody says on social media, this is who I'm picking, or somebody can give us a call, 904-362-9901. And here's who I'm picking this week for the tournament out in L.A. Uh, it's the Genesis Invitational, correct? Correct. Uh, and... Uh, if you know, All you have to do is beat one of us, and you win two tickets to the Players' Championship on Shouldn't Wednesday. Be
4: tough. No? To beat one of us? Oh, no. yeah, I got you. So what happened last week? Uh, the only thing me and Austin have left to play for is second, as yep. well as weekly wins. Yeah. Uh, I picked up both of those, a weekly win, and secured my place in second last week.
3: But it was close, though. It was close. I mean, you beat me by a stroke, I think, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Yeah, that's not how it works in points, though. We're not keeping track of
3: strokes. No, I'm just saying it was a close. Like, we're... we're I'm trying to build up, Casey. We're really fighting back and forth here to try to get that second-place victory. You
4: well, beat me by a stroke. We're trophy. within 10 points of each other, so I just okay. kept talking, huh? Yeah, there you go. My bad, man. Hey, uh, go ahead, dude. Brent, only 4.5 points for you. Mm. Um, so for those keeping track at home, mm. we're now down 1,300. <laughs> How many more tournaments to go? A whole lot. Okay. And the majors are worth more points
3: no way yeah players and how, in the how majors. many points like what would you say
4: the majors are worth 600 to win mm. instead of 500 mm. but then everybody's points are more keep in mind true and then Arnold Palmer players and stuff like that are 550.
3: um I thought I turned up like like a thousand on me <clears> or something like yeah. that that'd be cool no we but could, we could double the points if you want. We could do it. No,
4: we're, we're fine. I have to do math a, then? No, nah, we're Double. good. Dude, we're not doubling the points. Get you guys no, back in and no, a little bit. Yeah, but bit. the decimals a long Yeah, out. we can start going to With Saudi Arabia,
2: right? off. You, you could be lying to us. We can start going to Saudi Arabia know.
3: tournaments too? Or
4: <laughs> <Yes>, whatever <laughs> that is? <laughs> <We
2: can. laughs> when, when, does that, that, when does that even start? I, I, I guess know. they started. Well, the they one, started, but, but I don't know. The I mean, as much money as that,
4: that's probably a lot of points there. I don't know if they do points. They just might do straight-up cash money. Well, we cash money too. Anyway, Genesis Invitational hosted by Tiger Woods. Uh, Los Angeles California
3: is that a car by the way Genesis yes. I think it is yes yeah.
4: okay yes you you may remember when Tiger Woods crashed he was driving the Genesis promo car
3: oh don't tell me that man <laughs> I'm serious okay
4: okay I mean, that's that's okay, okay. it happened okay. that is the sponsor okay. uh, hosted by so Tiger, one way like to get advertising <laughs> one way or another he'll be there uh got to be really good around the green not a usual uh, topic of conversation around the green is good distance
3: helps okay. approach good as well. Now, north, south, east, west course. What kind of course we're talking? We're
4: talking Riviera Country Club. <laughs> okay.
3: So a country so club. A, I don't know if that helps. So a country club course. Okay. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay. Interesting. You <laughs> gonna go and add that to the analytics? Here. All right. Which way does the wind blow? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's in LA, you said, right? Los Angeles. Okay. All right, Casey. What you got? Um, you
4: know, I am losing. <laughs> <rumor> has <it. laughs> By a lot. So this would be like a classic tournament where I'd pick random guy like I did in like my daily fantasy and stuff. Uh, I'm not going to do that because I'm losing by a lot. Uh, I'll take Patrick Cantlay.
3: Putting the serious face on now. Is he kind of chalk? Oh, he's bit? the best player in the world. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool, cool, cool. But I mean, that's weird to say.
4: He hasn't finished outside the top ten since last August.
3: That's really oh, weird to say.
2: You know? Did you see John Rahm hasn't shot around over par, I think it was? Yeah. In seven months on the PGA Tour, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Te-
4: technically, Cantley's third in the world to uh, Rom, and I think Morikawa is second right now. But uh, cantley has been incredible.
2: It's weird, really weird to say Patrick Cantley's best player in the world.
4: Yeah, I know, and no,
2: I agree. Just doesn't seem like that guy, you know. It's just, yeah. but he's, it's golf, you know. Uh, Brent,
3: you mind going? Because I'm gonna need a little time here. I gotta, I gotta figure this out.
2: All right. Uh, I'm going a couple different ways here. I, I'm I'm really trying to let you guys back in a little. I'm trying to pick these long shotters. I'm going to go. Uh, this guy won a couple weeks ago. It wasn't on the tour. I'm going to go Harold Varner. Well, I think he lives in and out of Jacksonville sometimes. I don't know if he lives in Jacksonville currently. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's been back and forth. I think. Uh, but I'm going to pick Harold Varner. Harold
4: Varner, the one, two, three, third. Yes. yes. Yeah. That's him. Like number three, one. two, third.
3: He's the third. Harold Varner the third. Oh, I got yeah. you. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, Casey, you kind of set me up for an easy pick here when you mentioned the Tiger Woods crashing thing. But that's too easy, right? Like, I, I got to go a different way. So, Genesis makes cars. And I could do, like, who's, like, a used car dealer. But I feel like I've done that before. I think you have. So, I'm going to go. You ever hear of a band called Genesis? Oh, yes. Casey? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill yeah, yeah. Collins, right? My man, Bill Collins. Phil Collins. Bro, you knew that, right? I did yeah, yeah, actually I know know that. I mean, that's, that, that's kind of out of your era there, Casey. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. So I'm gonna go. Who looks the most like Phil Collins? And there's <laughs> not right. a, there, there's not a lot of bald dudes here. So like this is why it's Where's taking Jim me Furyk some. we when you need him. You're not lying, man. So like <laughs> Furiak in the just, field. Man, I'm trying to Furyk circle through this. Phil Collins. That wouldn't be too bad of a stretch, right? No, and he's not in the field though. Hold on. Sec- oh, we got one. We got one. Hold on. He's bald. Oh yeah, he's got a little hair in the back. We gotta let that go, dude. Uh, Matt Kuchar, C- 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 Matt Kuchar, uh, Matt Kuchar, Couch. Matt Kuchar, Kuchar, <laughs> Matt Kuchar. actually—I yeah, mean, you know—he's got, he's got, got the Phil Collins uh, hairstyle yeah, man, going Coucher's on. Kuchar's okay. a local guy. Okay. Ooh, I should have Martin Laird too, a, a close second. Cool. See, I like your Kuchar pick. I'm, okay. gonna, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. You should probably stay with Kuchar. All right,
4: yeah, let's go Kuchar. Thirteen coucher. for fifteen in his career here, making cuts. Really?
2: Oh, okay. He's it. He's a uh, is he, chalk? Wait, jet is he... no, now. he's
3: chalk? No, I was, no, no. I thought I was excited and I thought I had a good player here. Okay. He, <laughs> he is good, but like yeah, he's not chalk. I got. You. I'm
4: chalk. You know what I'm
3: saying? Yeah. No. Hey, dude, I need a board, <laughs> board. You know, do what you gotta do, man. I, I, need, I just got to represent Phil Collins, so it's all good. Cool. All
2: right, that's who you got. It's Matt Kuchar, a little light on the flight deck. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins look. <laughs> Uh, By the way, you can play against us, uh, 904-362-9901, or hit us up on the social media channels as well. And uh, to win a couple tickets to the Players' Championship, the Wednesday of Players' Week. And all you got to do is beat one of us. That's it. (laughs) Play along on the picks this week, the Genesis Invitational. And uh, you can do that, 904-362-9901 to win a couple tickets to the Players' Championship. Just name a golfer in the field and see if you are better than us. Uh, we'll be back. Extra Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Football at 5. Coming up. <laughs>